Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined as always by Louis McCaffrey, the housewife's favourite. I'm here as always. Uh, Christopher Bowd, the Bowdatron. Good evening, all. And Kieran Haran, the Freight Train. Good evening. Um, so, yeah, this is our last podcast on Hail Hail Media. Um, we've been with Hail Hail Media for the last, I think, four or five years, and we've, we've really enjoyed it, but we just feel now it's time to maybe set out on our own. Um, and, uh, yeah, we want to thank everyone at Hail Hail Media. It's been great getting involved and stuff, and our profile has been boosted. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, but there's plenty more podcasts on Hail Hail Media that can kind of try and fill the vacuum that we left behind. Uh, good luck, lads. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> but no, no, it's been it's been fun. And uh, Louis, we just want to say thanks. And it's time new chapter. New chapter. Yep, it's uh, a step into the unknown, Chris. It really is a step into um, the unknown. Yep, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, nothing will change in terms of links. If you come to our Twitter, you'll get the links to the podcast. Podcast will be on Facebook as well in terms of the podcast links. So nothing will change for any listener specifically. You're probably best now to go via iTunes. Yeah. Louis, you'd know a little bit more about that in terms of how to search for it. Yeah, so we're we're already on iTunes. Uh, If you search for 90 Minutes Cynic, you should find our own uh, iTunes, which has been there for uh, quite a while. Um, Basically, you can subscribe through that. You can find us on Spreaker. If you're normally going to Hail Hail Media Spreaker, you can find us on our own Spreaker. Um, and we're going to be dotted about a few other places. So it may mean that you have to resubscribe to us, but hopefully... You won't have to. The podcast will be, well, will be worth it. Yeah, it will be worth it. Um, but yeah, so we're looking forward to it. Bow, do you want to end the last kind of comments you want to make? No, no, it's been a fun ride. And uh, yeah, that's the end of that chapter. It's true, big max power over there. Uh, okay, so let's focus on, on the football, on the game. We're also maybe going to change how we kind of talk about football, but that'll be from next week, so we can talk kind of standard this week about, um, yeah, we're very keen and eager. Normally we would talk about the Dundee game first, but we're very keen and eager to talk about the midweek performance. Celtic took on Manchester City and uh, financial goliaths in the footballing world. We it was a three each draw. It was a thrilling game of football. Kieran Haran was there. Kieran, talk us through it. Immense, absolutely immense. the The game itself, as everybody watched, was just kind of what we didn't expect. But I mean, the atmosphere. I think I think the atmosphere did play a big part in it because and all these guys are all big million dollar, well, million pound players and all that, and they've got big egos. But the way we went at them from the offset at the defence, it looked like they can had been slightly spooked by the whole atmosphere because oh, it was def- it was deafening where it was there was you never walk alone and there was a Champions League uh, theme tune and it was just it was absolutely deafening. So it was it's something we've not seen since Champions League. Under Lennon, yes, but I, I mean I think even going further back into the striking times when it was kinda like the last sixteen and it was beating teams like that. The big the bigger teams it was back kinda that kind of atmosphere and I think and the thing as well is it was like the whole week, the whole game through. I was um, I was at the very back of the north stand, the upper, up just above the Green Brigade. And from where I was, it, it felt as if the whole stadium was singing the whole time. I, I dare say like, it probably was in the whole stadium, but it just felt like it. Felt like it because obviously I'm, I'm up high and I'm kind of kind of hearing all the kind of atmosphere coming up. Um, but it was amazing. But and I think as well, what made it 
really exciting to celebrate the goals was I was getting in with uh, no expectation. I mean, myself, I'm, I wasn't going with a defeatist attitude. I was going with the realistic the fact of, like we said, four hundred million pound of a difference in squad um, squad value, and I thought. I was I was convinced it was going to possibly be around the lines of four one to City. I thought we would possibly be able to get a goal, but they would just kind of be all over us again. Um, and it was just a total unexpectancy to score in the first five minutes and place erupting. And then every time we scored, it was like then they score again. You, you couldn't you, you could believe you couldn't believe you beat the score the first one, but then seeing the singles and you're just kind of like, you're pinching yourself and everyone's jumping and hugging each other. You're hugging strangers all around you. It was that it was that kind of. Um, that's through the atmosphere brought to you, and then when the third one, and you're just going like, wait, 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 what's going on? You know, you, you, you yeah. know, you're pinching yourself. Going, is this true? The fact of, uh, well, they're not current champions, but the previous Premier League champions, big money men, and we've unbeaten, we've been up, unbeaten as well. Well, no, not even one unbeaten, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, we've taken. We, we were the first to take that. Obviously, Spurs have since taken that. They've taken like the three points off them, but to be to go up to go to take the lead three times against them. As well, at no point were they ever ahead of us. Yeah, sensational. Chris, the first time they've went behind as well. They went behind three times, but oh. it's the first time they've went behind this season as well. So it was in, it was a test of their character. Chris Bowd, um they put Stoya Bucharest to the sword five nil in Romania. We lost seven nil to Barcelona uh, in the new Camp. We did go into this game with, as Kieran says, you know, not with a defeatist attitude, but certainly with a. We really need to pull out uh, an amazing performance. We did. What do you think it was, though? That what 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 do you think was the catalyst? I think Kieran's absolutely right about the the atmosphere, um, which is phenomenal. And Celtic, there's something special about Champions League night. Um, it does just up the ante a little bit, and I think this one was maybe uh, even more special than usual. Uh, but Brendan was really brave. Now Celtic um, shouldn't be afraid to go to teams at Parkhead. We should. Anyone comes to Parkhead, we should be uh, brave and bold and go. What about the Hurricanes? What about the Hurricanes? The Hurricanes are maybe a different matter, but then we're the goodies, so we'd be their pals. That's a good point, yeah. Um, but uh, as you said, after the result against Barcelona, the fact that, you know. City were turning teams over. Yeah, and even compared to a few years ago, the. When we've beaten bigger teams, there has been a financial gulf, but it's every year it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but no, we just we we pressed and pressed and pressed them, and I think it took them by surprise. Yeah. Um, and every every man, um, you bust a gut. Everybody put in a performance, which again for any financially um, smaller team, you need that when you're coming up against somebody with with more money and. Bigger stars, you need everybody to be on uh, playing on all cylinders, and that's exactly what we got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was what I seen a stat today that said that this year was it two thousand and seven when we beat AC Milan, who were the current European champions, uh, in a group game with uh, Scott McDonald scoring the winner. Uh, how would you mean? How would you, Louis, mark that up um, in comparison wise? Because AC Milan were the European champions. Um, and you know the defending champions, we beat them at Parkhead. But this seems to have more of a relevance because, as Bout said, the um, the kind of gulf. The gulf was all, as Bout said, the gulf was always big, but it's getting so big now that we couldn't even compete with a team that, let's be honest, probably aren't even going to win it. They got into the last sixteen. For, they got to well, they got to the semis last year, but it was the first time they'd ever been into the knockout stages of the the Champions League. Um, what is it 
that we need to, is there anything we can do in fact no do you know what just give us your thoughts on the the, the game first because well I mean I, that's a big question s- I think I sat here in uh, the podcast last week and made, gave a, us made a dick of yourself made an absolute dick of yourself gave us absolutely no hope but in terms of looking at it I think we all mostly try and look at it in a kind of fair and balanced view and when you look at the, the two teams the two squads how they were playing previous results, you wouldn't see that coming. And to a large extent, it is down to the crowd um, and just the magic that seems to happen on a European night at Parkhead. And there was a the reason why I, I, I personally thought it, I think my scoreline was 4 1 to City, that's what I predicted going into it. But I always think that those kind of magical nights and you know, fantastic results like this are less likely to happen because the gap is continuing to get bigger. Whereas you saw from a footballing point of view that if you play the game the right way, the, the you can bridge the gap, which is brilliant to see. The way we went about things, we didn't, you know, it wasn't like Barcelona where we sat back, defended our lives and tried to hit them on the counter. Um, <clears throat> in terms of your point about where it, where it kind of where it equates with previous, you know, the AC Milan game or whatever, I'd probably go as far as to say it's up there with maybe like the Juventus game. I mean, I know the Juventus game is is different in terms of result, but in terms of us not fearing the opposition and going for it toe-to-toe, that's really how it felt in in that game, is that we really went, do you know what, we're not scared of you, we're going to play the football the way we think we should play it. We're going to go for you, and there is something special about that result. And you know what? We've, we've beaten better teams. We've beaten teams with a better pedigree in the past. But just thinking about our recent European form over the last two, three years, Maribor, this is a Legia Warsaw. It's huge, huge result. it's huge. But the the thing for me is, I know we'll maybe get into the game, but if you look at some of the coverage some of the praise that Celtic have got since that game it has been overwhelming now if listening to other podcasts Celtic podcasts this week but even like the the Guardians uh, Football Weekly show with James Richardson um, who often talk they do kind of they do try and touch on Scottish football uh, I now st- and again I, I stopped listening to it because of how derogatory they were towards Celtic and Scottish football but so they can suck it Great, but the the way they spoke about the the journalists that were on speaking about being at the game and, and the experience of it, the things you saw from Man City fans who were full of praise, never really experienced an atmosphere like it. Articles written in, in papers, you know, big big news. Gary, Le- Gary Lineker sent a wee tweet as well, so it was nice. Gary Lineker tweeted, you know, the the response has been overwhelming, and it's not because you know if you look at it, if you look at it. We got a draw at home. Some people would be disappointed by that because we got we we drew it at home. It's not like we beat them, but it was the way we went about it that totally opened people's eyes to what can happen, what Celtic are all about, and you know football in general. When you think about how there's so much of a difference between the top clubs and everybody else, and the, you know the all this bribery stuff that's going on, and and people getting bungs and things like that, and then you see I get a proper cracking game of football with that yeah, I'm going to bring Kieran in. It, it really does I'm going to bring Kieran in I mean that was a blood and thunder type of football game 
both teams attacking. I mean, six goals. Um, what? Who impressed you? Who impressed you from a Celtic point of view? Pick one player and talk me through. Um, I think Brown. I think a lot of players have got to begin with Brown. Brown was all over that pitch. Everywhere. Yeah. For, even for the full 90 minutes. Because my fear was, the way we started, the intensity we started, the high pressing, I thought, we're not going to last the whole game with us. I thought, 20 minutes, half an hour, it's fine, we'll start tiling off. But, We've seen it. We we seen obviously when the break. I think what was it two one. I can't remember. What was it score at half time? It was two each at half time. Two each half time, and then obviously out of traps in the second half, and away we went. Two or three two or three minutes later, we were we were in the lead, lead again, um, and we kind of we we kind of I say the last twenty minutes we did kind of like kind of back off a little bit and tire because we'd given so much, but we were obviously still able to keep them at bay where we couldn't didn't concede a lot of chances. Apart from the odd one or two at the very end, I think it's Gordon put off a cracking save. Excellent at save. At one point. We'll get to that um, as well. I thought, I mean, I mean, Dembele, the boy fed up saying the, the opponents for Dembele. I mean, he just bullied fucking Kolarov everywhere. I mean, Kolarov is not a centre-half and I don't even know why after 20 minutes um, Pep didn't notice that and put Stones in. I don't even know why Stones didn't start. No, he's a fifty million pound centre half. Why? I, I don't why know why the Man City board haven't noticed Pep Guardiola isn't the manager and installed you. Yeah, this is what we're exactly. trying to get across. I um, mean, twenty minutes. Korov was getting bossed and he was getting dragged about everywhere by Dembele. Um, it's not his fault. He's a left. He's a, in fact, he's a left winger. A left winger that went left back. Now was playing centre half. Um, I thought um, Sinclair. You could see his quality again. You could see he did but then a help because he had a real eagerness to show against City. Look, this is what you missed. Yeah, because when you signed me, you kind of you kind of ruined my career as well. But then that's probably partially his fault for thinking oh, the big lights, the big money, going for it. When but you got to be ambitious, though, right? Well, absolutely. But there's some some teams are just too big that you just. I mean, City have ruined a lot of careers. Yeah, the youngsters like Sinclair and Jack Rodwell, Stefan Delf. Well, maybe not. Yeah, that was that was actually thrown in as a joke. It was somebody I was trying to think of. Um, but I thought Forrest as well was at times quite direct against Clichy. I think it was once or twice um, he got past him by taking him on. Which Clichy's fast as often. well. Clichy's yeah. a fast player. And um, I mean, Forrest, the, the first goal, the, the, the cutback for him, I mean, that was a lovely kind of uh, sight to see, to be able to cut it back rather than try to have a shot or... Yeah, um, I, 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 what, I th- what I was really impressed about, and again, we're going over all ground in terms of everyone's probably looked at the coverage, but you know we want to have our say as well. The um, the set piece for the goal, Chris, the first the first goal, um, Forrest, um, real ingenuity, and that's as Louis says. You know, when we're up against these teams um, who are going to out footballers because they've got a better standard of player, we have to be smart about it. Now I'm going to think about. Craig Brown when Scotland were at the World Cup and Scotland obviously were in a team with Brazil and Norway uh, and uh, a really good Moroccan side and set pieces he used, remember the old uh, when they Lambert and Burley both run up and then they stop and everyone thinks oh they made a dick of it and then Burley quickly hits it like just wee ingenuity and, and, and genius sort of ways to get ahead that's kind of the way forward don't you think it's about using your brain and you know taking advantage of specific situations Absolutely, and as you say, if Celtic are coming up against uh, teams with more money in Europe, uh, set pieces are a huge, hugely important thing for us. Um, in the past, we've done that. In the, pa- in the past, we had one of the greatest set piece takers of all time, uh, Shinji Nakamura. Um, but yeah, we've got to make sure we're taking advantage. Of that that's something we've got to work on. We've talked about it last season where corners weren't good enough, um, and I think we're getting better. Uh, although 
It could be. Not right now, yeah. or not? Because we're yeah. doing the same fucking thing every time. Well, if, but if you look at the kind of start of the season, we, we did a wee bit better. Also, defending corners, I think, were a lot better. Um, and that'll maybe, we'll talk about it in, when we're talking about the Dundee game, but I think um, Yozo, when it comes to aerial battles, is looking like he brings a little something to the side. Yeah, Scott Brown had 91% uh, pass succession rate. Um, and as Kieran says, you know he was he was one of the best players on the pitch. He stood to stood stood toe to toe um, with some of the kind of greatest players in European football at this point in terms of form, if nothing else. And uh, really, Sean, your boy Louis McCaffrey, Tom Rogic, yep, um, talked me through his performance in the first half. But just to highlight, and this is why stats don't tell the whole bloody story. Um, ICW reference. Um, he had a forty percent pass succession rate, which, if you look, if you're just looking at the stats, it's not great, is it? No. But tell me how good Tom Rogic was in the first half an hour. First half an hour, he was he was very good. Um, he he's added a physical presence to his game that was something that he lacked at first when he first got into the team. You could you could always see his technical ability, but he looked weak. It looked as if he could be pushed off the ball. Now he retained most of the time. There was quite a few times, and as as the half went on, it, it did kind of get worse. But he is, he does seem to be improving his ability to keep hold of the ball. Um, and I think over the past kind of season, that's something that's really really improved. He's great at shielding the ball. Um, he he he's always happy to accept it. They as well, they, they kind of get it off. Um, there was a couple, of, bloody often, couple of runs, uh, forward runs, and and early in the first half, where he looked really good. It's just that one, with Rogic, I think he needs more experience of those games to really to really shine in them. He's he's doing very well domestically, and he he plays his best games domestically. But I still think when. I mean, he had to go off after 50-odd minutes because he was blown out his arse. But I think he just needs... Maybe it's a confidence thing as well to really play his best. He played well. He played really well the first first 30 minutes especially. But to really shine and show that he belongs on that stage, I think he just needs more experience. I think the Tom Rogic next year, playing hopefully again the Champions League, I think it, that would be the time to really say, you know, this is what he can do at this I level. I think experience will help, but again, it's just the fitness, and we've seen his stamina improve domestically. He's there pretty much, but that game, this game, that, was, yeah, that game was on a different uh, intensity of that. You couldn't, uh, you can't. Um, I mean, forty minutes the intensity of that game would be ninety minutes in domestically. Yeah, which is why he can last ninety minutes now domestically. But it showed there that when it comes to the bigger games. That kind of high level press and high intensity, he's still not got the fitness for that, which is a wee bit of a worry. Yeah. But he is a, he's a great player, and he reminds me, he's obviously very different, but just of Samaras and the way that he's just almost awkward for people to deal with because he's yeah. a strange frame and he moves a wee bit differently to yeah. players that are around him. Yeah, I, I, I compare, compared them very early on to Raquel me, not necessarily in terms of their skill set, but how he moves. And you're right, he's quite. If I you took I, Raquel May, Zidane and Samaras mashed them together, you'd get Tam Rogic. It's <laughs> not bad, is it? Christ, rain it in. Um, <laughs> but what I would say is, uh, he, yeah, he's very gangly and he's very awkward. And I think that's one of the reasons people struggle to get the ball right. off him at times. But don't get but me wrong. He, but, but, but then it's still, it's, un, it's very uncommon. Up. It's uncommon to have someone who's so 
gangly like that, as you say, so tall and yet so technically gifted. Yeah, I mean, his ball control... You're saying he's got a good touch for a big man, Louis. That's just... exactly what I'm saying. That's the podcast. Not very good in the air, right? What helped as well was he wasn't man-marked, so he was able to find a lot of space in between the defence and Fernandinho, where he, he got a lot of the ball in the first half an hour, he was able to get the ball, turn and run. Yeah. That's what he had for Tierney's goal, I think. Yeah, he was yeah. just driving the defence yeah. nobody was around him so he had so much space everybody, everybody thought he's mucked up because he thought he's kept the ball for too long and yet he just slid that ball into what I love path. what I love I was speaking about this yesterday was um, see when Pierce, um, Pearson see when Tierney's making that run see normally when you'd be making that run you would put your hand up you put your hand up. He did? No, no, he didn't. He put both hands up in a sort uh-huh. of, I'm over here, give me the ball. He was so desperate. that I, He uh, plays football like he's still on the, that on the was school. That Kieran Tierney in a nutshell. Exactly. Just... He, he, he get, makes the great run. He, he, he actually, he does so well, he scores the goal. He's, he's, as much al- as he's also waving two arms in there while running faster Fast. than any of us have ever run in our life. But I just love that sort of unbridled enthusiasm of just like, give me the ball, I want the ball. It's great. Um, Brian Murray tweets in uh, at Murray Boy. Um, oh, it was about... The pleasing thing about last Wednesday um, was the performance, not a backs to the wall last ditch affair. We played football, which a lot of people are have kind of commented on the fact that, you know, the Barcelona result was obviously a sensational against one of the greatest uh, teams to ever kind of play um, of modern era anyway. That AC Milan team would beat them. Um, so would you, it's nice six. Um, no, not you, but carry on. <laughs> but the point is that when Lennon beat Barcelona, he did it uh, in a very tactically astute way. He knew that, you know, soak up the pressure and then um, obviously... And, Park the bus is the word that's used. Possibly that's that's what we did then. Not this game. No, not at all. <laughs> this was, and it's hard to look at it from the eyes of a neutral because we're not. But it was a classic game of football we watched. Not you know, if you had no interest in either side, you're still. There was goals. I mean, the goals were perfectly timed as well. It wasn't like you know there was, um, you know, three two goals in what the first half, two goals in the, in, in the second half. Um, it, it's not like it was like all oh, the goals came in one specific half and then both teams tired because let's be honest Manchester City got stronger as the game went on and the last 15 minutes we weren't holding on to the point where we we, we you know we looked like we would be you know lose a couple of goals but we were holding well, on yeah but I mean you you look at the subs that were made um, they're bringing on centre backs, and you know we are bringing on forwards yeah, and attacking yeah, players. Yeah, but they're bringing on a silky fifty million pound centre back. Do you know what I mean? John Stones is actually really good. If you don't think he's good, you I know he replaced that left back anyway, so you, it wasn't really a it wasn't a negative um, substitution. He was just getting rid of the colour of centre half. Yeah. But he should have done about an hour before that. I mean, at the end of the day, you got yeah, to but it's not. It's not. He, he wasn't going for it with that substitution. But, yeah, they've, they've but then, you look, but then, see, you look at the bench. He also has There's Navas, Sani, players. and... There's Inacho. not many players Inacho. there would really turn a game for them. You're, no, you are... That's you, fine. You're joking. Ian Nacho. Ian on fire. I think this he's guy just wants Pepe a job. <laughs> he's not man-marking Rodjick. His bench is poor. His, I think do you know that, 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 that... Two things that also contributed to it, in my mind, which you might disagree, but one, the weather... Those players did not want to be there. They would rather have been up the road and did not so want to come out. And no, 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 hold on. Still got that weather in Manchester. So that's hot, not a good excuse. No, but what I'm saying is coupled coupled with the atmosphere, yeah, it was an intimidating place to go on a shitty night. They probably weren't very up for it. And then the other thing is they absolutely thought 
that they were going to come up here and have a stroll Steam in the roll. park. Yeah. And they thought there is no... They, they didn't give us one ounce of respect, I don't think. I think Pep Guardiola did. I think he did in the way... No, he's he, not. That was his first time he's he set them up. He's no player. It was Tito. Was Tito Villanova. We beat him 2-1. Tito Villanova. Um, Barcelona at 10 times over the he's, never, he's never, never been, been, never been manager. That was just, that's what he was saying. That's why it was such an honour oh, for him to, to pay attention. Um, I, I do pick up on that and I do agree with you. I think they were shell-shocked because... Don't do the thing. Just hold it. Um, they were shell shocked because. Um, oh, because we. Could, I mean, you, within the, within the first few minutes, we went straight at them, and they kind of went. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I think that. I, 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 I didn't think. I don't think. I think they thought maybe we would have sat off them. We would have sat off them. Maybe hit them in the counter back attack. You know. You know. Try and keep it tight. Maybe get the odd goal. But we didn't. We played football. We dominated. We took names. Um, took a point. Uh, took care of business, took other we, stuff. We lost two points, Man City took a point. Yeah, TCOB. Um, but yeah, as you say, Chris, um, very brave substitutions from um, from Brendan Rodgers. I like his style of thinking. It's going to cost us at times. I think we've still got a very naive young team. Um, we've got a team that has not got a lot of experience at this level. Um, so we might be in for some pitfalls in this group, certainly. We might be in for about some roller coasters. But that's the whole fun of it. I mean, Brendan Rodgers plays a specific style of football. How far, in the first half especially, our, our back line was pushed so high up the pitch when Dembele puts that ball to Brown and loses it. The two centre-halves are pretty much in midfield. So that's the risks you take. And um, I'm happy that, you know, the fact that when we when we equal when they equalised twice, it didn't completely take the wind out of us because frankly it could have and in the past it may have you know when they equalised the first time after twenty minutes or twelve minutes, um, personally I thought to myself, well we can't keep this level of uh, intensity up, and therefore maybe it will be three or thing, but we just didn't give a shit. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's what Rogers talked about way back when, when he started, you know, the main, or the first thing that he needed to, to change in the team was the mentality. He wasn't about drilling in his system. He wanted to just drill in, you know, you're a winning side and you you play to win. But then he, that's the thing, though, like, you're right, he did, he spoke about mentality and he spoke about that Obviously, publicly, but that game, if you, you know, you don't want, we're not going to keep going on about Ronnie Dyer and comparing it to him because that's not fair. But it's other than what Toure, Sinclair, Dembele were those the three players, it was just those three, wasn't it, that he bought that uh, started he, the no, game? Three, Colombia, yeah. three players, three very good and influential players, two of them probably the best Celtic players on the night. Uh, Toure and Dembele but that's still only three players but the thing was the system you could see that all of those players understood exactly the system they they understood how to press when to press how to do it and you can see that he's tactically he's had a big impact on that team to get the style of play that he wants we have a very distinctive style even against Man City. It's alright having a great style against Dundee United or, or whoever else domestically, but being able to be confident in that style and do it on the big stage in the Champions League, that's a whole different ballgame. And the thing with Dyla is, Dyla had the 
pretty much the same ideals. He wanted to play pretty much the same way. Be aggressive when you don't have the ball, get it back, and then, you know, attack, attack in numbers. But he couldn't, he couldn't communicate it and get the players to do that. Whereas Rodgers, obviously there's a respect thing from the players and all that sort of thing, but he's able to communicate it in a way to get the best out of them and get them to do what he wants. But then that's come from the fact that Rodgers has been the manager of Liverpool. They're another massive team with a massive history and a massive club. Expectation. Whereas Dyla's come from Strom's God's say, no disrespect, but they are not a big hitter in Norway. He made them a bit, yeah. not a big hitter, but he made them successful. He made them win the league. But the instructions, uh, but the the way the way of playing is still the same from the two managers. It's just the players didn't the players didn't respect one and they Aye, respect the other. Rogers got a but better character. It, it, it has to be more than that. It has to be that Rogers has got a bet, better method of communicating well, his ideas to the. I think player. he's got a stronger Clearly. personality. Obviously. I think he comes across. I think he, I think he's kind of come in and says, look. I'm the boss and no one's going to do anything about it. None of you players are going to try and undermine me. Whereas Dyla must have been quite softer in his approach when it came to trying to get his message over towards the players because, well, we can see that we think players kind of undermine them. Well, we've publicly seen a couple of players. <laughs> Scott Brown today coming out saying that, um, and he's, you know, he is perfectly entitled to um, comparing the, the training methods between Dyla and, and Rogers, saying that Dyla was a lot more slow and not as hard. Um, whereas Brendan Rodgers, it's a lot um, faster paced. Um, I'm guessing when he says hard, I don't know if he's talking about actual physical tackles or whether it was I just think it was intensity. Intensity. I think intensity of that um, training. I, I, uh, I think I, th- you know, we, we actually had a kind of chat on this in our WhatsApp group. Um, Brown is entitled to do that. Um, there's nothing controversial about what he says. People, people talk about ex-managers all the time. I wish he. I just I'd just leave it though. There's you know we're in October now. You don't have to mention Ronnie Dial anymore. Do you know what I mean? Just let's just and and I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think because and I, I know he might want to show this is how far we've came in such a short short period of time. I understand that, and as I say, he's entitled to say what he wants. He's a Celtic captain. He's in the best form of his life, um, but just wrap it, lads. Eh? Get rest. Get rest. Um, get another question from Michael Hill at Michael Hill eighty two. Thanks for tweeting. Um, no, that's not. That's the wrong one. Um, Green and White Hoops, uh, Paul from uh, Green and White Hoops. Is Lustig worth a new deal? Um, one to you, one to two years on incentive based. This is what Paul's suggesting. He's lost some mobility and is getting on a bit. Um, do I think Lustig's worth a new deal? I'll give you one guess. <laughs> You're banging him on a five-year deal. I'm giving him a ten-year deal. <laughs> um, no, I think Lustig's been excellent. I think he's part of that back five now. I think everyone. The the more we mix it up, the more. Um, it's going to be you know harder for um, communication to get you know easier to become, um, and I think that's maybe something that stood out on Saturday with uh, Toure not being in the team and Sviachenko and Eric. That's going to take time, and Toure being brought in for the Champions League games or the Rangers games and then dropped out. I can see the benefit of that, but you know it'll be interesting to see if that lasts. See, you know what I'm thinking about it. I don't think the partnership's going to be Yoz and Eric. I think the partnership's going to be Yoz and Toure. With Eric coming in because Toure can't play two games a week. Yeah. Because the kind the, the kind of counterbalance to them is Toure's intelligence and Yozo's speed. Whereas if you get Yozo on Eric, Eric seems still slight kind of immature and he's not not quite hugely pacey. Yozo's posi- a pacey one. That's the main yeah. reason why you're going to. I think I, I think the the main flaw with Eric is his positioning at times. Positioning at times is not great. 
Um, he's a good tackler of the ball. He's a good. He's quite physical, which is good. But sometimes, you know, he's not in the right positions, um, how, and we can get caught out with that. I must have given us that. How well did he play? Because remember, we, the, the last time we played him, we seen him play against Inverness without Toury. Yeah, was Pish. Yeah. So was he much? <laughs> was he? <laughs> um, they, they didn't have a shot and goal. Right. So, so I mean, it was. I, I, we'll get to the Dundee game, but they, they they were a good team, very spirited. But they they've lost two strikers that have scored what forty goals last season. So they don't. They're quite. Um, impotent going up front sort of thing um, Lustig about yeah no I'd absolutely give him a deal I right now he's, a, he's our best right back um, you would hope that if Gamboa doesn't come into a game then we would look at somebody else because he is getting on um, but even with that we've, we've talked for a while about the fact that Lustig can potentially help us at centre back and we are much much stronger at centre back now than we were um, earlier at the start of the season and uh, going into the last season as well um, but it's good to have somebody there yeah who can play two positions well it's not like we're going to throw him in at centre half because of a crisis he can play there on the basis of his own merits absolutely um, unlike you know Charlie Mulgrew was developed into a centre half but Charlie Mulgrew wasn't a centre half and that showed at times whereas Michael Lustig is a guy who's played centre half for his country played a lot of times for Celtic already this season at centre half so he can play both positions well um, just finally but, get, sorry can, you may have a wee challenger because apparently there was, I've seen a, a wee bit today for Scott Brown that I think Rodgers wants to develop him in a centre half yeah I, th- I think talk it, of that I think that was more but, like in two or three years down the line well, kind well, of the way Brown was talking was like kind of in the, the next year or so. He's like, no, no, I would be. He's like, no, no. After the goal of the weekend, I'm more pushing towards being a number ten again. Yeah, I'm not, not going back to me yet. Give it a couple of years. Ha- for I that. mean, Brown has been really good at pushing forward. He's yeah. been driving the team forward at oh, times, yeah. unlike Absolutely. he's done before. Um, well, he, sorry, he did talk about that whole pact of member at times where uh, he has to, he drops it in the three because if the two centre half split and they come through the ball, yeah, at times he's coming in, taking the ball and moving, and sometimes he's slipping. And he was kind of talking about I've kind of a slight experience of. Can I be now? Nah, you've done it. You've done it for. Defender? You've done it for four games, Scott. Calm down. Um, Louis McCaffrey, um, Michael Lustig. Let, let's just talk about Michael Lustig for the rest of the podcast. No, no. Let's do it. How how, how tight do you think his jeans actually are? No, wow, right, okay, geez. no. Um, focus. Uh, Jenkins deserves any deal. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you're happy to uh, forgo the fact he's got no pace, then uh, yeah, neither does Eric. Or does Eric? No, absolutely deserves a new deal. You know, you have to have experience in your squad. You need to you need to have that for for not just new kind of new players coming into the club, but also for the youngsters. You have to have that level of these players set the professionalism. These these boys set the standard for everybody else. Um, and you need that. And I think Lustig he's very happy here, comfortable here, been here for five years now, so absolutely give him a new deal, he's still got a lot more to offer. Um, Certainly domestically, I think going into Europe, in Europe, right now, great. Is he going to be there in another year when he continues to slow? Is that going to to be kind of against what Rogers wants possibly going long term. I don't know, but I, I I just hope the club don't fuck them over. Let themselves down here yeah. because we've done it in the past. I really don't want us to do it with this guy. He was the second top um, appearance uh, after Griffiths yet last year. He's played it almost every game this season. Um, yeah, so you get a point. I guess as well the way 
from what I can think I can see now for a few games, the, the way Rodgers wants to play him is as a right back, but not a flying right back. So see when he see when the team are pushing forward, he kind of pushes forward slightly with his two centre halves. Whereas Tierney, you'll see because the thing with Tierney is Tierney has got that full side because Sinclair comes in, Aye. Forrest doesn't. So there's no real need for Lustig to go too far up because yep. Forrest's there. Whereas, it's almost like a back three when like, we're yeah, defending. Yeah, back three, then. but it's not quite stretched across the way because Tierney's still got the legs to get back in to be the four, but he's one that's encouraged to go further forward than what Lustig is because Sinclair cuts in. And at the same time, though, that's Rogers adapting to the players that he's got in the positions to, to get the best out of them. It's not maybe necessarily exactly what he wants. I'm sure if if he had his way, he would have like he's bought and brought in Gamboa, who's who's all about pace. Pace is his number one thing. <laughs> we don't really know what he's about at this point, except but giving having, away penalties. Having two pacey oh, fullbacks is probably and obviously fullbacks that can overlap. That's what he wants in his system right now. He knows that Lustig's a better right right back. He's going to adapt things to make sure he's got him in the team. But it'll be interesting to see going forward. Uh, Man City, this is from Alex McDee. Um, Man City was an amazing game, but did Rogers' fitness hurt us again? Rogic's fitness hurt us again? If he could play 90 minutes, um, continued his presence in midfield, could we have won if he'd stayed on for the 90 minutes and he was fully fit? Well, it's an excellent point. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, well, if he could, no. if he could last the pace. If he had the stamina. If he had the yeah. stamina, yeah. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I suppose we'll, who would never know? We're kind of guessing, but yeah, would, you would hope so because he's got so much to offer. But at the same time, I, I, we have different views on what I'm about to say, and we've spoke about it over the weekend. But I felt as if there was a number of things that, although the game was great, and I'm not trying to take anything away for that, the performance overall was fantastic. But there were still, <laughs> but there, there were things there that were quite clear that if we could improve on those things, we could maintain that level and maybe even push on and into the latter stages of the Champions League. Players like Roger, he can't really have a player who can only last 50 minutes. Now, fair enough, the intensity was so, yeah. so but massive. He didn't, he didn't even really last 50 minutes, to be fair. No. He lasted thirty five, and in the last yeah. ten minutes, he gave the ball but, away. At but least that's a substitution times. that you're almost forced to make, and he can't really have that. I personally, I know you disagree, but I personally don't think that Beaton was that great. I thought Beaton um, was. I thought he was at, at points, but still overall, I think if you could upgrade that player, I, I think there's different positions where if you could, if you were to upgrade that player with a better player, someone of the quality of Toure, Sinclair, Dembele. In that position, I think it would give you, um, it would improve the squad again. I thought Eric, although he was statistically he was like one best of the best the be, best player on the pitch, I still thought his lack of pace showed. I thought he was very slow. Um, just different little things that are, they're just they're, they're small things. But see if over the course of the next year or two we can upgrade in a, a, a few key positions. I think it would take us to the next level. Yeah, no, without a shadow of a doubt. I, I, think, I do think you're being a slightly harsh on um, Bitton. I thought Bitton, don't get me wrong, there are times when Bitton is far too lackadaisical. Sometimes he dallies on the ball, but as you say, you know, that's he's the best player for that position at the current moment. Um, Bitton, go from one week really liking him to the next week seeing all the flaws in his game. He's quite a... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for a word. 
inconsistent. Boom. Very inconsistent at times. Um, but then again, you know, he seems to play quite well at home. But well, you're kinda, is anyone else who kind of stood out for you, Chris? What about Kieran Tierney? KT, young, YKT, GYT, whatever. You Love Tierney, it. as you say. Just the, the, that run, no. Where he was screaming for the ball it was just phenomenal. I, t- I, t- I, touched um, that, I touched on that earlier. He did, he did. Um, played a fantastic ball. I think. Made, uh, a, made a mug at um, your man. <laughs> your man. <laughs> your man city. Uh, oh, um, hello. Brown, I think, was the man of the match. So this guy talking about uh, Toure and Sinclair. Very good. Scott Brown was your man of the match every day. All day Look long. who's back in the Brown bus. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Brown train. Well over, over a. Over the summer, don't I, I, the I am so. Yeah, and there's there has there's been a lot of people on Twitter saying, "Oh, all these people that had said Brown was done. Look at look at you now." Obviously, I'm the biggest fan of Scott Brown in the world, but last season he was terrible. He was absolutely terrible. Yeah, he stunk. Um, <laughs> big games came up, and then um, he did not deliver. When he's your captain and he's a capable player, um, so I think people. In the, in the past, people have criticised Brown and they've been wrong, uh, but last season he was no, he, he yeah. wasn't he wasn't as good as he could have been, um, and that's why you you talk about the comments he made today, and I think generally they're probably correct and they seem quite fair, but it doesn't take any blame off of him. Last season, Ronnie it doesn't matter what Ronnie Dyla was doing last season. Scott Brown should have been a better player, and he wasn't. Yeah. However, this season. He's possibly playing the best football of his life. Yeah, I agree. He's phenomenal this but, season. But that, that's the point, though. No, I, I think um, I, that really annoyed me as well. I think we talked about it earlier about um, say, uh, you know, people on Twitter saying, oh, why people who slagged off Brown, why people who wanted Brown to go, I look look at you now. And it's like, Scott, this isn't Scott Brown um, back to his best. This is Scott Brown playing at a level he's never played at before. Um, so if Scott Brown was back to what he was before, I don't know if it still would be good enough, frankly. He, yeah, the reason, would, the because reason. he was phenomenal. <laughs> Aye, but uh, uh, I'm not even like that with Lustig, the way you are with Brown. It's ridiculous. We can only really talk for ourselves, but our criticism of Brown towards the end of last season was absolutely... Justified. Justified, absolutely. By his performances, which were, as Bowd says, they were poor and they weren't up to the standard that of I'm a sure. Celtic captain. Exactly. And there was a number of things. It wasn't just his own performances, but it was... It was how he appeared to be motivating or not motivating the players around him. He didn't look like a captain. He didn't look like a Celtic player, let alone a captain. So I think we were were justified at the time in what we were saying. But the change in Scott Brown has been huge. And I don't think anybody... You know, these people on Twitter that I... Up and out, up and out. But did they predict that he would improve at this rate? No. Of course they didn't. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I think as well, obviously it was a hot topic in the week or two leading up to it, was obviously the goalkeeper. There's not mm-hmm. really commented on that. Good, good. Terrific. Absolutely did. terrific. You just did. Oh, Kieran, what are your thoughts? Tell me about it. I don't know, I can't remember. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. If we, well didn't, played. if we didn't have Gordon and goals for the Man City game, we would have lost it. That's eight, my opinion on it. 8-0. Uh, my personal opinion, I think Gordon's the best out of the two goalkeepers. I also think Gordon's a very underrated goalkeeper. Um, I mean, we could move on and talk about Dundee, but his um, uh, possession, uh, not possession, um, his distribution against Dundee was exceptional. Really, really good. Almost to a ball, it was 
to someone's feet. So Celtic, I with got a, does that work to a ball? To I a don't ball. Know. I was using the phrase to a man, yeah. but I put ball. <laughs> I, that, I would have just moved on, although. Like, no, I did. No, to be fair, to a, to a man, to a to pass, a, to, to a pass, to a ball works. Yeah, well, his distribution was to a man and to several men. Right, Carry you've, on. you've made it weird. Um, the point being, um, Gordon against Manchester City was um, was excellent, back to his best, and I think that I would keep him in. Keep mm, him in. I disagree with you. Though. You put the V's back in. No, no, I'm just saying I wouldn't say he was excellent against Man City. I thought there was time. There was times when he gave me the absolute fear. A couple of times, but is that not on the basis um, of? I think I, I think had he not pulled off that fantastic save from a deflection and the, the save la- from the free kick in the last was, five minutes, the free kick save from that was really low down was an excellent save as well. That people strong wrists, yeah, strong wrists. Okay, you don't but, have Lou. Okay, mines <laughs> um, are mines are incredibly strong. <laughs> yeah, I, we all talk about strong wrists. We all know about your strong wrists. Um, I, uh, there was still there was a there was a couple of times when I thought he was shaky, especially first half. I also thought he could have done better with Sterling's goal uh, in the first half. No, nah. I thought he sat down a bit quick. He made a decision. Yeah, and it was the wrong one, and that's <laughs> why he gets paid to not do make the wrong. Yeah, you said that with the freeze with Messi's goal. He went down too quickly. No, he did. Hey, look, what, what I'm saying is, is he's, got, he's, got one of the fa- he's got one of the fastest runners running at him. He's Whose got movement was great, but I still think he could have done better. Okay, would you Personally. know Personally, but there was a couple of times when he gave me yeah. the fear a bit, but he pulled off, especially... Guy, the, coming the, in, guy coming in with absolutely no confidence, with no backing from his manager so far, No back, the players have been getting on his there's back. All, there's always going to be things you can do better, like Dembele, the fantastic. Um, Gives the ball away. It was his fault that they scored that goal. Some people have said Brown could have done better. It was Dembele's fault. No, Dembele gave Brown him a bad do ball. But he, yeah. Brown literally could not do anything. No, but that's not I, to slag Dembele off. Dembele oh no, of obviously course. scored fantastic. I, th- I think that, I think the most telling thing for he didn't for, make any howlers. Yeah, but the the most telling thing I think for Gordon is the fact that he started the the, the Dundee game. You know, he he was kept in. Now the the Man City game. We were going under the pretense that uh, De Vries was injured as well. He had some injury, and why risk him? Well, they could have very easily put in De Vries against. Uh, he was on the bench Dundee. for both games. So, was he? I thought Fassan was on for the second game. No, no, no he was. He was on the bench, but. Oh. It kind of it, it looks it looks like you know Roger admitting that maybe he was a bit he, he put uh, De Vries in a bit too soon as well. Could be a case of him saying, no, Gordon's back to be number one. De Vries has got to. But Rodgers already came out and admitted that he made a mistake dropping Gordon so quickly. That's literally so what he just said. just said. He literally just said that. You're not listening to me, You're are you? not listening to anybody, are you? No, we were just looking at something else. else. Um, Steven. So, uh, so, so Gordon, uh, Rodgers has admitted that he's too early. He's <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're going to have a wee nab and I'll wake you up when I want your opinion. Um, Stephen Hughes, at Stephen Hughes. Um, evening, gents. Um, you're a gent yourself, Steve-O. Bowd, do you think we can continue to improve at the same rate um, the same rate we have from July to October, or will it be incremental from now on? There may possibly be dips. Yes. I, well, 
I think there's maybe a little bit. I think there's still Inverness, you know, conceding in the last minute. But just thinking about how how the team can improve, Louise kind of touched on there are there are different things in the team that aren't perfect, and obviously, you know, you never are going to be. Uh, I think there's a few more things that can click for us. Um, that might you might see a few more big leaps before the end of the season, but yeah, there's going to be a saturation point that's probably going to come relatively soon, where. Yeah, our growth, you know, the, the growth for the improvement is going to slow yeah, down. Gonna have a period. We're, we're not quite there. We're going to have a period where things aren't going away. We have to accept that. You're not going to yeah. go through a full season, a full, you know, with everything going perfect because it more or less has, other than Barca and if you want to say Lincoln Red Imps. Ah, they don't. But, you know, other than that, it has been pretty much flawless. It's going to get shitty at some point. It's how we come through it. That's I, simple. You know, the, we're playing it such intense, with such intensity that. You know, players' fitness and stuff. We might start seeing some of the odd niggles and the odd injury. Just if you look at Kieran Tierney, he's at 100 miles per hour the whole time. When you look at it now, we're, over the last few weeks, we've been playing without Griffiths and Roberts. Who? So, Who? Exactly. Who? Who? Well, Who are they? That, Those two are on the bench. They've been sat on the bench, so we've got them to come into a game now soon as well. Yeah. That's all fine and well. You mentioned Tierney. We talked about Lustig earlier. So if either of those two get injured, our right back and left back back up. I think that's where we fall down. Tierney's a machine. And He's then, not getting injured. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the one the one thing you would say, though, is that, you know, Rodgers has brought in a right-back. So, the backup, because he's bought, he's bought him, the backup should be there for right-back. Well, Left-back yeah, left is, a, is a worry. Left-back's a worry, but Gamboa, and you know, I'm not going to judge him, but the little we have seen of him hasn't been impressive. No, he's not. Yeah, but he's only had one game and a half of even that's that's a bit harsh. Tough. Dembele was pish in the first couple of games. <laughs> Dembele was pish in the first And look at him now. Dembele wasn't that's the thing though. Dembele what? didn't score. Dembele didn't look well, bad. Didn't score, he was tripping over the ball times. <laughs> Are you thinking of Bangura? See 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 all the, the, the plaudits that Dembele's getting and Griffith eh, Rogers saying, you know, fifteen million would only get his big toe or whatever. Now, if you were, would you take if that? You look, if you, you probably can balance. Lol, Lol's thinking about chopping them into bits and getting as much money as he can. But <laughs> you need to is speak. it justified? No, not not in the slightest. Is it justified? If because he, at what like I remember he, he excelled, was a fifteen million pound player. He excelled in the the Glasgow Derby. He excelled. He excelled against Man City because he scored two goals. His decision making on Saturday was atrocious. He's a twi- other than those he's two a young ga- young boy. Oh no, no, yeah. hold, hold on a minute. All, all I'm no, saying absolutely. is absolutely see, see if he continues his progression in a year or two's time. Somebody wants to buy him if he continues at that. It's it's this this thing where don't get me wrong. You can see the qualities of the boy. You can see how good he potentially could be. He's nowhere near that yet. Um, he's going to need a rest because he's going to go through a period. Now he scored what twelve goals in fifteen games or around those figures, right? All of them being at Parkhead as well. Point is, if you look at where he could become, that's where the money comes. Yeah. Right now, he is just twenty million pounds worth of potential. I'm very confident. That he will fulfil that potential. Not with us, though. He'll fulfil it to the point at Parkhead if he keeps scoring in the Champions League, like the way he's scoring, that we could maybe get £20 million for him. We would sell him, maybe not as a £20 million player, but we would sell him possibly for £20 million. This does, this is all a, 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 a conversation that 
Dice are going to say it wasn't a 5-1 game. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's Lincoln. <laughs> no, no, it's like John Stones went for £50 million. £50 million. John Stones isn't a £50 million player. John Stones is a player who could eventually become worth that. You pay what people are willing to, you pay what people are willing to accept. You accept what people are willing to pay, sorry. Stop no, talking, but at the Chris, same time, you're, you're what Sunday will um, pay for you. We got a message from... Um, a message? <laughs> yeah, we just got a message from... We got a tweet from... Um, Sunday sliding our DMs? Yeah, not yet. Unlike me with tear nice enough. Um, tactical Lou. Uh, Neely Mock at uh, Mocktical. Like that. Don't know that. Uh, with Barca, Borussia, Munchen, Gladbach and Man City getting pumped after an extra extra day's rest, does it make our win in Dundee more impressive? This is our segue to Dundee. Um, did you see the game, Kieran? I know that you no. didn't see the game. Okay, no, I missed it. That's fair enough. Um, Bow just saw the highlights, so we'll come to you um, probably in an hour or so. Me and Louie watched it together because we were the bestest pals in the whole wide world. Yeah, um, with your dad. With, yeah, with my dad. Um, and... How impressive was it in terms of where we came from with the match against Matty? Yeah, I mean, the game overall was really one of those kind of forgettable games, you know. But in saying that, we got a, a good enough performance to get the three points, which is not... We've, we've all heard about this kind of European hangover, and we've been guilty of it a number of times over the years. Well, if you looked at the 90 Minutes on Twitter, you'd know recently it doesn't really exist. I don't look at that. Inverness. But I'm talking about. I'm talking about a thirty game run or something. Undefeated though. Jesus, look at the Twitter. Look at the Twitter. I am. I'm scared. Is he okay? (laughs) What is wrong with you? Right. Anyway, so we went to Dundee. Something gets him some tea or something. We well, if we had some milk, that would have been possible, wouldn't it? This is not to be discussed on the podcast. (laughs) So. yeah, obviously an away game which, you know, against a Dundee side who um, haven't played their best football yet and when they're capable, they are very capable. Yeah. And that was the thing, the game, if you, you look back at it, it was impressive because we've just came off against the most intense game we'll probably play all, all season yeah. uh, against Man City. We go to Dundee and we play against a team who decided to set up and treat us like we were Man City they basically done to us what, or tried to do to us what we we done to Man City in terms of shutting us down pressing us high up the pitch um, you know not not showing us too much respect and sitting too deep but they were pushing pushing us up high up the pitch but when they didn't have the ball um, or when we were attacking in their kind of final third, they were defending in numbers. Yeah. And it worked very well for them. The the big guy with a hell. Um, he was he was putting himself uh, about Chessy. Chessy, I think. I'll take a word for it, aye. aye. Um it was just a hell it was the most redeeming feature he of it. He thought he was Fabio Caballero. But he of, was of previous Dundee fame. He, he was he was trying his best to kind of bully our defence and, and put himself about. Um, he was doing a he's doing a garner though, where he was just hitting into people and falling yeah, down. But to, to, but at the same time, it will work. It will work for for Dundee against lesser teams in the league. It didn't pay off against us, but I still think I think Paul Hartley would have been chuffed by what he saw. But for our point of view. It was difficult because we were given a game by Dundee and we came through it and we got three points. Um, just a kind of point about 
Dundee. I thought the I thought the I thought their midfield midfield as much as Celtic's probably one of the best midfield it is the best midfield in the country, but just on form right now. Um their midfield was quite capable. Um they've got a decent defence as well and they really made it tight and hard, you know, two banks of four at times. Um, bank of five, sorry, and a bank of four. Um but El Bakhtui and to Jesse, I can't. I don't know. I can't. How to say his name? The other guy, the guy with the hair. Um, they've scored one goal between them this season. So, yeah, um, it's not great. Hemmings and Stewart had seven at this point. So, you know, there's a big difference in terms of the final third for Dundee, and that kind of shows in the, the you know the the kind of stats because Dundee had two shots and only one of them was on target. Our possession was sixty nine. So. My brother. Uh, we had 69% possession. They had 31. We had 16 shots. Uh, seven of those were on target. Four corners, and they all went the exact same way every time, which was quite annoying. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting performance. Um, I thought it was a capable performance, but we didn't really get out of second gear. Players looked tired. Sinclair looked tired. About you saw the highlights. What, the brief highlights. what did you think of it? Yeah, as you said, I mean, it looked like we just we, we did a job. Um, it was good that we got a clean sheet, which we haven't done too many times this That's season. That's another good point, yeah. Um, as I say, there was a couple of times just we Yozo where there was balls coming in, he seemed to take care of them. Um, yeah, he let the ball bounce in the box a couple of times, which wasn't the you know the, the right thing to do. Well, you know, it was it was a clean sheet, so I'll defer to Yozo on that one. Um <laughs> but I no, it, it, it looked like a decent, uh, decent performance. Did Celtic deny the Stonewall penalty as well? Yeah, I was looking at that Stonewall um, penalty. Eric gets in front of the guy. The guy comes out and takes him down. It's a yeah. it's clear I, penalty. I think there, I think there've been more Stonewall penalties to be fair. But <laughs> nope. Yeah, guy <laughs> doesn't get the ball. What do you mean? I more? Just, I was just, um, I just, I always try to think about it the other way around. If that was a Celtic defender doing that, it's a penalty. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the referee's looking. Yeah, it's a Barcelona defender doing it. It's still a penalty. Yeah. The guys take them out. Yeah, it's you know it's a penalty. Why matters if he's Barcelona? Because they're not the best team in the world. Okay. Do you want? Are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to feel it. Um, but no. So I mean, any other kind of cop? What do you think about um, the fact that we went to Dundee, got a result, and? Uh, where that kind of leaves us in terms of going into the international break. I want all of your opinions, um, because let's call this the first sort of section of the season. Um, we've got two weeks off now. Um, there's nothing you'd... Other than Barcelona. Is there anything that's niggling at you about? Well, it's not actually... Kieran, you first. The Inverness is that... That's probably the only blip we've had. Take out the qualifiers, right, with fucking yeah. Demps and all that. But... Um, uh, the one that's the one blip because that's the that blip stops us from 100, having 100 percent domestically, um, and it was just through lack of concentration and also uh, not being clinical enough because we created plenty of chances we were yeah. all over them and we just didn't take it. That's that's a slight blip. Barcelona, we knew that was going to happen. Maybe not seven, but we knew we were going to attacking the city. I mean, that's been we've talked we've talked about it today. I mean, that was a one hell of a performance. I mean, that was credit to the credit to the boys for putting in a performance like that and actually showing that you know what we can play football yeah and we want to be part of this um and with that as well it's kind of boding well for Gladbach coming I'm feeling a bit more confident with Gladbach coming not not confident enough like 
well, we're definitely going to beat them. I do think we're going to compete with them better and we've got a good chance of beating them. Um, if you were to pick a player from the first half of the season um, or first quarter of the season, who who would you pick to be your... And if you want me to come back, I can. Bowd? There's a couple. Um, Scott Brown, we've talked about already. Just phenomenal, for, phenomenal form. Um, is the player that... I've always known he can be. Oh, shut the fuck up. Um, Honestly. James Forrest, again, yep. looking outstanding defensively. He's much better, but again, he's just playing really well. And in past seasons, there have been little flashes of James Forrest, but it's just not lasted consistently. Um, and still quite early in the season, but he's doing it. He's doing it well. Um, he's keeping Patrick Roberts out the side, pretty much, and he's deservedly so. Um, for me, I'll come back. You can go back to me now. The biggest one for me is uh, Dembele because you think about it. You go back all the different summers we've had. Where we've brought in strikers, and people can argue they never had a chance. But a lot of them have been given games. Whereas, uh, yet Dembele is the one who's at what has actually taken his chance, taken his chance, and has done it. Shifty last year had six, seven games. Uh, we we played throughout the summer. Don't even think Barely about scored. bad muffin, bad mouth, and pucky. Bad muffin, I. <laughs> and the rest of them like Pookie and Bangura. No pucky, no party. Yeah, that's your philosophy. Assad and Miku and all them, and all them come over and couldn't do it. Whereas Dembele, and the thing as well, it's even better is the fact he's so young. He's so young, and he's come here, and you think he'd be like youngster, he'd be quite timid and quite quiet. But now he's come in here, big shoulders. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my chance, and he has done it. I'm thankful for it. Louis, thoughts in terms of the first quarter of the season? What are your overall, any disappointments? And uh, what sort of player, is there any player that sticks out for you other than Kieran Tierney? <laughs> uh, Tierney, um, Tierney I wouldn't really say much on because I think he's just continued from last season. I think he's, he's I, I wouldn't say Rogers has made him a better player necessarily. I think he's just, maintained, just phenomenal. maintained the standard that he was. Um, for me, the best addition that he's made has been Kolotouri, um, which I know people would say Dembele would say Sinclair. Sinclair. For me personally, it's Touri because that was the biggest weakness that we had um, off of last season and the biggest area going into the transfer window where I think we all thought we need to get a lot of centre-halves. We need to get a massive turnover on our centre-halves. And yet, really, we brought one guy in and coupled to the fact that we've had players come back from injury, but I think Colo Touri, without him, I don't think we would have we got into the Champions League um, but yet group stage. Him, but we're still conceding goals, though. I know, I know. That's but always going to be the case, the way we play, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. that's more, it's more to do with the, the way well, we play as opposed to the actual individuals. I think Colo Touri has stabilised things. I think he's a proper leader. I think he's a quality defender. Um, and I think without him, I think we would have, we would have struggled. Um, in terms of the players that were there before, huge difference in Brown, which is which is we couldn't have done anything like we wouldn't have been able to do so much without him. Um, but yeah, for me, he's probably Forrest. I think Forrest has turned into a player that I really like to watch again. Yeah, um, and a player that I think. Best form of his career. I, I honestly do think it's the best form of his career. It is, but he's 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 turned into a player who was going to leave. Looked as if he was about to about to leave. He said he was going to leave, and he has turned into an asset, a proper asset to the team, 
not just financially, of course, but a proper asset to how we play football, which is what you want. Did he sign a contract? Yeah. Did he sign that? Um, but uh, so go back to the whole defence. No, I don't buy that because we've still got our two uh, protectors in front of the defence that should be still helping out. And we've also mentioned how Lustig doesn't go gung-ho as much going forward. So the way we play, granted going forward with the, 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 the attacking players, but defensively we're still a relatively solid unit that we shouldn't be conceding goals with two in there. And it's not quite... It's not quite got to the, the, the actual unit where we're... I mean, we got a clean sheet there. That's the first clean sheet we've had since... You don't know. I'll I don't think it was, it was not, was not uh, the Imps at home. Alawa with a clean sheet. Right, okay. So Motherwell, Motherwell in the League Cup but we can we, we can definitely improve but defensively, we but Toury still came in and done a great job. And he's been a great We've played such a high do, line, though. Or do you no, disagree with that? What tourie has been a good sign. <laughs> he's not even listening to you. <laughs> yeah, he's been a good sign, but it's not. It's not for me. It's not sorting the defence out because we're not keeping enough clean sheets for my my liking. Night we should be keeping more clean sheets because the clean the, sheets some, matter. Some of the, some of the I'm, I'm not. I'm, don't I'm, totally matter. I'm not. It, I'm not being a thingy. I just genuinely do they matter as long as we win the game. They could still matter apart to the fact of the defence is doing their job at the moment. Defence isn't doing their job, so the defence gets away with not clean clean sheets because the strikers are scoring more goals in the opposition. Um, okay, so uh, from the sort of season we've had in the league, let's start with the league. So, Heart of Midlothian, we conceded through a dodgy penalty. Um, St Johnston, we conceded two goals. They were two goals in quick succession. One of them was a mistake from, I can't remember off the top of my head, but someone made a mistake. So, we conceded there because we made a mistake. Um, Aberdeen. One of the St. Johnson ones was a mix up between Colo and someone. Yeah. But it was because Colo and O'Connell, I think. Uh, in the wrong position. Um, Aberdeen, um, we conceded that was Brown's fault. Um, if we remember back to that, he was in the box and he should have made a challenge and he didn't. And I'm not getting on Brown, he, he was in the box, he'd made the track back. A rare mistake. All oh, right, okay, calm down, Bowdy. Um, but also, it's Aberdeen, so it's our biggest um, competitors. Um, Rangers. I'm not. That's no matter what people say. There was an intensity to that game that if you concede, it doesn't matter as long as you win. Um, Inverness. That's the big disappointment for me. The two goals we conceded against. First goal, wonder strike. Colo wasn't playing. I'm just saying in general. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, they are. You're taking their bad, but bad because we didn't win that game. If we won that game three two four two, you're back right. Okay, that's two, my point. No, two but goals, that, so we made a mistake. No, but that's so, my. So why are those different? To be compared to their goals, because we dropped the goal because we dropped points. Point. So my, my point is, it doesn't matter if we concede as long as we don't drop points. I don't care if we don't have a clean sheet for the rest of the season as long as we win. Because the like, if, see if the Kilmarnock game now that was a fucking. Yeah, if we have a clean sheet, we're never going to lose. We could draw a lot though. Um, see beat, the Kilmar- the Kilmarnock game um, when uh, Kubili Kubili I can't I can't can't Kudabali. Kudabali, right great player. Um, he he scores a forty yard goal. Ah, right. So if we hadn't conceded that, um, you're good. That was you know, two two clean sheets in a row, and you're starting to get momentum. Um, so I get what you're saying about you know is he doing his job right? But, but even I, for defenders, that must get more confidence. If they, I mean, they must be thinking to themselves, right? Okay, granted we've won the game, but we didn't keep the goals out because as a defender, that's your job to stop goals getting in because that helps the rest of the team win the games. Thankfully, we'll just get such a great attacking um, display that we're always outscoring the, the, the opposition. But do you know what? Could we come those games where we don't? Do you know what, Chris? What? We're a democracy. 
We are a, a, a popular podcast, I'd like to say. For a handsome podcast. I'll put up a poll. Who do you think has been the most influential Brendan Rodgers signing so far? Sure. Dembele, Sinclair, Toure, or De Vries? Sure. I don't think he's going to get in it, though. No, but we'll stick him in there. Yeah. We've got four options. Yeah. Gamboa's not getting in. See, to be honest, that's pretty shady putting the Vries in there. <laughs> it's, it's just a bit, it's a bit shady, isn't it? Right, I'll put the three of them in and we'll see what happens. Um, so, I mean, from that point of view, we're, we're going into the, the, the two-week break. We're all relatively happy. Who would I see, personally, with the standout? Um, so many good players. Forrest's been excellent. Scott Brown's been superb. Lustig's been really good. Um, since Jozo came in, I know it's only been two or three games, but he's looked a new dimension in terms of how what sort of players we've got to expose um, or disposal. Um, KT, sensational. Um, so which one? It's actually um, probably I would say <laughs> no, just from um, from my low expectations of 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 him coming in. Um, it's Sinclair. Because I didn't have a lot of expectations for him coming in. I, 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 I the, what I said in the, during the summer was, um, this guy needs to have the right attitude. He needs to want it, and I was very, very. It took. I, I wasn't convinced, but he's came in and he's blown us all away. Thought he was gonna come up here and do a Joey Barton, just think he could straw about. And I, yeah, I did. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't confident that he would have the right mindset and the right mentality to make it at Celtic in terms of not the quality of the players up against, but just the actual. Um, pressure of having to win well, a game. There's not a lot of arrogance about him. There's arrogance about Barton, which is why that, that's yeah. the way he was. Whereas Sinclair, you don't get a kind of very arrogance about him. You just kind of get he seems a, like a, a very humble boy who wants to. Yeah, he seems like a humble guy who is out to rebuild his career. He made a few team. mistakes. Yeah, that he has to. it's not even He's mistake. a not mistakes. Not mistakes, but well. wrong. It's wrong career choices. Yeah, that's. I, I, I mean, I, that's okay, that's all it is. Mistakes, but, I, I mean, um, but so, I mean, from that point of view, I'd say Sinclair would be my sort of thing. Um, my sort of pick of, of players that's really impressed me. Um, we've got this. Okay, actually, before we go into the, the the other wee bit, we're going to talk about. Well, what I'll just tell you whilst you're figuring that out, um, just the <laughs> European hangover. So it was a bit of work Christian Wolf done. Who? Um, uh, Stefan Wolf, sorry. Stefan Wolf. Um, Is this worth airtime then? Yeah, it was very good. It was. You all should have seen it. It was. I saw it. I did. Yeah. It was really good. October 2014 to present, which was September 16th when it got posted. Uh, 19 games after European midweek games, 19 wins. So there you are. Is that it? 63 goals scored, 11 again. Uh, there's loads of stats, but basically 19 games on the trot okay, after well, European games. Weird one. What we'll do is we'll tweet that out, and Jay, I'm, I'm only joking. Christian did a hell of a job. It's a really nice um, sort of what would you call them again? Infograph. Infograph. Um, yeah, highlighting the fact that I know we, that we got this question already asked, but Munich Gladbach lost four 0 to Schalke, who were bottom of the Bundesliga, and from all accounts they got dominated. Um, Manchester City lost to Tottenham two 0 um, and they were very very poor. Barcelona, yesterday I saw the second Celta half Vigo. of the Celta Vigo game and Ter Stegen, I don't, that was oh, uh, unbelievable. Um, massive, massive, massive mistake. Um, so, that's good. Confident that, um, you know, after, um, 
you know, some of these teams might. Well, mention Gladbach especially. You want mention Gladbach to come to Parkhead, low of confidence, and for us to do what we did to Man City because that's going to be important. These two games are everything. It's what happens in these two games define the rest of our season in Europe. Yeah, you know? I mean, if we get four points, I know I mentioned this uh, the other day. If we get four points. Um, against Gladbach, let's say. I, I think before the Man City game, if you assumed we were going to lose that, we wanted four points from this. Now, I think all we need is matching results. A yeah, win and a loss results. or a two draws. That's what I think. No, no, I'm just... But what I'm saying is I'm trying to be a bit more positive about it. If we got four points... This po- isn't in the 90 minutes optimist. <laughs> okay. Cynical. That's what you are. Carry on. I mean, I, I came up with the name, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, so you'd think you'd remember it <laughs> and act accordingly. I've <laughs> <laughs> been dominated there, I'll be honest. Um, but no, um, if we get four points, um, let's say uh, win at Parkhead and uh, a draw in Germany, we'd be on five. And let's say Manchester City took a beaten both both games. Barca pumped them. We'd be on five points. Manchester City would be on four going into the, their game against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Let's just say that our game against Barcelona, we, we, let's not call that, right? So we go, we could potentially go into the last game of the qualifiers with five points. Manchester City would have seven... Seven if they beat Gladbach. Seven if they beat Gladbach. And we're going to the Etihad where they banged four in against Gladbach. And they know to fear us now because they've been... Let's just be happy we get in third place. Let's not get... Billy Big Boys and try to get no, the second place. It's it's Billy not, Big Boys? I'm it's, just saying it's this not impossible. Yeah, it's, it's not impossible. But the the other thing that we need to be wary of is um, just assuming we're going to get f- four points off a of Gladbach or even three points. No, I don't assume anything. They're a decent it's, side. Uh, they, they are a decent side, but they aren't got in the best of form. Yeah. They're not. The but, and again, Schalke, yeah, they're absolutely, you're right, they're having a stinker of a season, but Schalke are a, a decent side. They're, they're a good team who are just way, way lower, you know, they shouldn't be at, at the, the bottom. bottom of the yeah, no, that, that, that's a fair point. Um, so, uh, there was a couple of questions in a kind of um, discussion um, on our um, Twitter account about the young boy, Dembele, the 13-year-old, who is currently in the developmental squad. Um, As of 8.35, he has not come on yet. Just so you know, what what are your thoughts on putting a pitching in a thirteen year old to? I'm um, sorry, I'll read out the tweet first. Um, Mark Amura at B double O nine one I boogie boy, thirteen um, year old um, Karamoko Dembele on the bench for the twenties. What are your thoughts? Brian then responded, pretty incredible and great experience. Then Mark responded back, I know for a fact, and he's put fact in um, capital letters. Yeah, on capital letters. Um, Barcelona bid for him and offered his family a monthly allowance and accommodation. So, I mean, what would be... The kiddie snatchers that are Barcelona. I wrote a great article years ago about how them and Arsenal are um, steal children. Um, but yeah, I mean, what this boy's clearly talent. Um We've we've all seen the kind of videos in the YouTube videos, but then again, we also saw the videos in the YouTube the, the YouTube videos of um, Farouz, who's shat his career away. Frankly, um, <laughs> is that too much? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> quite good. It's accurate. Um, shat was in capital letters. I mean, what, what 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 would you think about this Dembele boy? Do you think that at thirteen we can't give him a professional contract until he's sixteen? Um, we're pretty. We're probably not going to keep, keep him on side. Get him on the bench for the next home game. 
Get him in. <laughs> we've only got to say. It's not international football. It's not like as soon as he plays for us, he can't play for <laughs> anyone else. But was it yourself or somebody made the point in the WhatsApp that this is maybe informed by what happened with Islam Farouz and we're trying to show him yeah, stick I, with Celtic and you, you know, we're going to give you chances. I think the fear would be putting a 13 year old on against 19 year olds. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, for, for, okay, we see all the kind of YouTube videos and Boom. That's some he's just came on on the 81st minute. He's just come on. No, he's he not. He's just replaced Jack Aitchison. Oh, jeez Louise. The 13 year old kid is exclusive, even though you're hearing this after the point. <laughs> yeah. If this was a live podcast, we'd be breaking this. <laughs> but it's I not. Know. Let's just pretend. Aye. Boom. Up against 20 year olds. I mean, all YouTube's against fellow 13 year olds the same height, same weight. Now, no, he's bigger. He's bigger than them. He's, he's bigger than all of them. He is. Have you watched the YouTube videos? Or are you just. Will you show me one other one? When? On the way around here. <laughs> he doesn't show me. No, but did you actually look at them? Because he's, he is, he's, he's clearly he's bigger. See if he scores in the, in the next nine minutes, we're going to lose oh, our shit. Yeah. Anyway, no, but look, I get your point. It's, it, a wee, it's I mean, still relatively weak compared to a 20-year-old who's developing and all that. So, I mean, he could get easily shrugged off the ball and easily physically dominated while no, yeah, no. skill part so, of no, it, so. I'll wait till the game's finished <laughs> <before I start>. <laughs> <laughs> shall, shall we just sit here for the next nine minutes in <laughs> yes. silence yes just if you can want you not get a stream of it somewhere do you want to just speak um, just give the, the Twitter updates yeah is oh, Martin no. not there no oh no where is Martin Aye, Martin should be there Martin get your get the finger out um, whoa, whoa, whoa. but you're just sorry before you go on just when you mentioned um, was it uh, Barca were interested in them supposedly Bayern had a scout at the City game to look at Kieran Tierney? They had a scout at the City game. It's not necessarily a look at Kieran Tierney, though, because obviously the Man City players are, you know, incredible as well. So it could have been any of the 22. Um, would I be surprised if they'd be interested in? Absolutely not, because Kieran Tierney, you put a sort of new level in front of him and he, he, he seems to take it in his stride. First team football took it in his stride. And our, at, Europe, at Europa League football took it in his stride. Um, City rivals in terms of um, pressure and everything took it in a stride. Champions League, he, he's improving on a game by game basis. So, would that am I surprised? No, Kieran Tierney is by no way me. No, that phrase. He's not fully developed yet, and he's still going to take time. And I think he is smart enough to be like, well, I can develop at Parkhead, give them a little bit back, and then I'll go and make my money because he still is only nineteen. The danger is that uh, Man City recall Patrick Roberts and then try to sign him. Then we're, we're squished. Um, Are we pals in that? Two players, Kieran mentioned this earlier and I, I felt we kind of should have touched on it a bit more. You've got Patrick Roberts and Griffiths both, both well Griffiths came on and played a fair, fair enough chunk of the Dundee game and he, he, he was way off any of the level, the level he's been before. Um, but Which is fine, he's entitled to have the, the, the clunker. Um, but Patrick Roberts, since he's came back, hasn't really done enough to justify getting in ahead of Forrest. Well, especially when Forrest is in the form of his life. Yeah. Then no, no, no but, but not even, he's not having any I sort think, of impact, yeah. really. I think the, the thing is, Roberts might need a couple of games and he's just not going to, unless Forrest gets He played the Barcelona game and he played the Inverness game. Um, he came on against Dundee. He came on against Man City. Now, that okay, that's maybe a little bit sporadic in terms of coming on as a sub. But, you know, if Forrest is playing so well, and to break into that team, he's got to snatch it. He's got to take his opportunities. Now, this two weeks break might help him because, you know, might let him, you know, take time, maybe do some meditation, 
um, about yoga, it's a bit of yoga, um, nice bath with some candles, focus, candles. focus. But no, but like um, because ultimately he's not doing enough at this point to to knock on the door. Griffiths has a very good opportunity because he will play at some point, probably not start, but he will play some at some point against Lithuania. Uh, and I don't know, he'll probably come on against Slovakia as well for Scotland. So he's going to have an opportunity to get some game time. Um, and, you know, Dembele again, Dembele's going to go through a, a bad run of form. My, po- my, my question and point is, you're not worried, right? About the fact that Griffiths well, isn't playing. No. You're happy. Oh, no. Well, well, yeah, I'm happy because Dembele scored anyway. So you've got to give your kind of on form strikers their game. Once, which, which is what Griffiths Once Dembele doesn't started. score and lose a wee bit of form, then you can swap and put Griffiths in. Yeah. We're, we're going to be in some of the tweeted it I'm trying to remember who but um, is Griffiths in the squad asking squad, if uh, asking if it's too early to start talking about the start, treble the treble chat um, yes not yes, no. I'm, a, I'm officially no. sanctioning a Celtic treble chat okay <laughs> officially sanctioning but we're going to be competing uh, on a number of fronts if uh, we manage to get third or second in uh, our Champions League as well that's going to go on even further but even with the treble, we're going to need a little bit of rotation in the squad. So Griffith should be getting games. And obviously, the I mean, fact that he's an incredible the, the striker, we, he should also be... See, I, th- I think you've got to give them a give a wee bit of tough love at the same time and say, like, it's going to be... If you're scoring, you're in that team. Like, right now, for me, the belly should be first choice because he's scoring the goals if he has a couple of games where he's not scoring goals then he loses his place and Griffiths goes in it's kind of tough but the players should respond to that hopefully because they're both very obviously very competitive because goal scorers are but the worry is is that Griffiths spits the dummy yeah that's my worry is that he spits the dummy and doesn't like not being the main man anymore Um, especially from a guy who's just came in and that Thank would be my main worry. But if if Griffiths really has changed, as I think we all hope he has, and we all think he has, then hopefully he thinks about the team first. Tough love was in Man City, by the way, on Wednesday. See him at the sideline tra- uh, warming up. He was itching to go on that pitch. He was so wanting on, on that pitch, so much to be involved in that. See, see a game like that? Now, we're fans watching it and how much we enjoyed it. Could you imagine being a player on that bench? want to get in, especially someone like Griffiths, you know what Griffiths is like, he loves playing for the f- for football, he loves scoring goals, he does so much during games that he was so itching that he got in that gate, on that pitch, and he had to go, what, to get 10 minutes somewhere, less than that? Yeah, uh, yeah, he got, yeah. I mean, there was times where, on the, on the sidelines, he was just, he was kind of staring at it, he was just constantly staring at Rodgers to say, going to fucking put me on, put me on, head up. I want it on, I want it on, and you could see that, so that's, that'll drive Griffiths more to, Try and oust Dembele. However, if you're seeing when it came to Saturday there and he didn't play very well, then that's not a good start for him because Dembele didn't play very well either. To be fair, Dembele was granted. Poor. But then Griff, that, that if Griffiths wants to get his place back, Dundee was a perfect time because he'd been left at the city one. He must have been really itching a bit to go, wanted to do it. So therefore, that should be egging him on to perform. 
but yeah, when it gets his chance against Dundee, didn't quite take it. Yeah, so. it, well, to be to be fair, it wasn't. I, I wouldn't judge anyone on that game. Oh, we of won course, it. Um, Scott Brown's lovely. We finished. By the way, we didn't really touch on that, but a, a really, really following up. Yeah. Um, going going beyond, uh, and because he started the move off, did yeah, he not? Exactly. Ryan yeah. Um, excellent. Um, with the we actually put up a Twitter poll. Um, that Louis did earlier on. Do you want to read out some of the results, or do you want me to do it? Go for it. You've uh, got it in front of you. Um, Louis tweeted from the at ninety minute cynic where we are on Twitter. Um, Help settle a debate on the podcast this week. Who has been Brendan Rodgers' most influential signing so far this season? Um, so within the space of a couple of you know fifteen twenty minutes, we've had one hundred and fifteen votes. Um, 46% um, have went with sorry I should have said the options Dembele, Sinclair, Turi you, you left the visa then. so go from yeah. bottom who's, who's, who's last where it's not the least percent the least percent least percent least percent is Dembele with 17 which is quite surprising actually mm-hmm. um, in second place is Sinclair with 37 and mm-hmm. leading currently uh, now there's 23 hours and 47 minutes left and I would urge everyone to go out and uh Vote, go out, just do it on your phone. Get involved. Uh, get involved. Why, um, why are you urging people to vote on the, on the podcast? Listen to it tomorrow? They'll listen to it before then. Yeah. Calm down. Everybody's right. driving to work. Who do you want to listen Kiel? tomorrow? The, the, the poll finishes in 20 minutes. It, that's what you t- said. What? I thought you said 23 hours. 23, 23 hours, hours and 47 oh, minutes. Right. What? Is, this is. You're I have 23 hours of ass in those minutes. He's been a lie, doing it? He's all over I'm the tired, place. actually. I'm quite tired, so. Um, here, here's. Might up as soon as we can. Um, <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> Here's some uh, here's some quotes um, in terms of um, with the sort of uh, choice for the the actual poll. Um, Sean Sean Ziolo, um, King King Colo, uh, Derek the Boy Moores. All three are great signings, but Big Colo's experience has been invaluable. We've been crying out for a player like him. Absolutely agree. Um, Comiskey ninety Colo 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 by far. Uh, Whispering Bob Chuckle, <laughs> which I love that name. Uh, he says. He's still, in terms of Colatore, he's still pretty quick. Might get three years out of him. Possibly. That's a, that's a good point. Well, what, uh, David Weir, with no pace, played till he was 40. So, you know, interesting. Um, at the Lynx, uh, defect, Lynx 66, De Vries, he forced Greg Gordon out of his arse, which is quite an interesting point. Um, Sean uh, Berry, Toure, short term, but the Dembele thing is massive for the future. Chris Henderson, it's the wording that swings it for me. Colo, most influential by far. And finally, Lyle Davidson. Colo adds the leadership and professionalism the team needed. Sinclair adds pace in another dimension. Musa is the future. Very well put, Lyle. Uh, in 140 Although, characters. Uh, he's nailed it. Strong fella. Strong. Just to everyone that's saying Colo there, Kieran thinks you're talking shite <laughs> and the defence is awful, so have a look you're at You're all wrong. You're all wrong. Um, all season. Um, okay, so that's our podcast. Is there any other kind of comments you want to... Uh, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I'm quite glad about. and I, Some people don't like international football. I do obviously like Scotland and want them to win all the time. I don't but like football at all. I, hate, I do hate football. <laughs> you hate football full stops? What yeah. are you talking about? Um, Make your point, Bowd. Scott Brown retiring from international football, I think, is a very good thing. Looking at the intensity yeah. he's putting in this season... I think getting the rest will help us. I think I think getting the rest will from be a selfish be, Celtic be, point of view. No, 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 good. tremendous, tremendous point. Um, uh, just one last thing from the Twitter box. Um, Gaspipe at the one traveller one asked, "What's the average flight velocity of a swallow?" Uh, I remember reading a book once, and it said twenty-four mile an hour. Is it North American or is it African? Both. Okay. Oh, um, does Louis get that reference? I don't think he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, Jesus it's a Monty Python Christ. reference. 
I googled it and it said 24 <laughs> mile an hour. So I went, I'm always a total loss. What just oh, happened? Oh my god, oh. what point? By let's start our own podcast. Let's break away. Um, Haven't you got one? Just a reminder uh, to those listeners um, who listen to us via our Hill Hill Media subscriptions. Remember, and you'll still get all your usual Hill Hill Media podcasts via that, but subscribe to our own. That's a very good point. Um, excellent point, Bout. So if you are if you listen to the 90 Minute Cynic via Hill Hill Media, um, we are now migrating away from that. And we want to, or we want you still to listen. So, if you are still want to listen to us, we hope you do. Um, check us out on iTunes and subscribe to us. All you need to do is type in "90 Minutes Cynic" into the search menu via one of your podcast apps. Um, subscribe, leave a message if you like. If you're a fan of the show, we review. Um, that go down well. Thank if, you. If, and you know, thank you. Please, the reviews really do help. Uh, even even uh, not, it doesn't even have to be like a text review, but even just a rating. Yeah, but yeah, can I help. just say four star minimum, guys? <laughs> okay, four five star. ideally, but don't get yeah. Um, so I mean, if you are going to follow us from Hail Hail Media, um, that's great. If you don't, then you can suck it, um, and we don't like you. So <laughs> I'm not winning. Friends are You're not winning people over. Nah, I'm only joking. Um, Hail Hail Media. Right. We are going to be accessible through a bunch of other mediums, but we'll bring them to you after the international break. That's right. Um, as we say, um, this is our last podcast on Hail Hail Media. Um, follow us on Twitter at 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll be tweeting out all of our links um, for our next podcast. Yeah. Good luck to Hail Hail Media. Good luck to Hail yes, Hail Media. Yeah, if you they... don't listen to those podcasts, give them, there's too many to mention, but if you go to the Hail Hail Media Twitter, they should all be there, or yeah, yeah they're, they're all listed in the whole. They, um, they they seem to be expanding, so it's terrific. Um, we just think it's time for us to step out on our own and dominate life. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some uh, we've got some interesting things coming up over the next uh, couple of months. Um, uh, some exciting stuff that we can talk about in our next podcast. Um, also, we're probably going to not probably we will be doing another live podcast. So by live, we mean you can turn up and view it, not being broadcast live. Well, there's talk of doing that as well. That to be fair, as well. Well, that might happen. We, we, we possibly may do a live podcast. Let's not confuse Mars. Okay, that's, that's an excellent point. We're, so we're, we're we're thinking we're working our way through various different uh, platforms and different ideas and stuff. And if you've got any suggestions for something you'd like to like us to do, um, or even for a, a feature podcast or something like that, just let tweet us and let us know and we'll, we'll 90 minutes in it board game that's what I'm pushing for so let us know just tweet in if you think that would be good we'll get the merch I'm still amazed that anybody gets to this point in the show so see if you're <laughs> at this point in the show right now can you tweet us and just tell us that you're at this point because I think that'd be great to I see. do yeah, yeah. Um, at 90 minutes cynic on twitter facebook.com slash 90 minutes cynic um, our personal speaker is speaker.com slash the 90 minutes cynic t-h-e-e t-h-e-e yeah that's right um, we're also on iTunes I um, so if you search for 90 minutes cynic on iTunes please subscribe please leave a message leave a, a rating if you would that would be great um it's been a pleasure. Um, it's been a pleasure being part of Hail Hail Media, um, but we're moving on. And uh, Louis McCaffrey, it's been a pleasure seeing you this today. Thanks for the pint of water. No tea this week and the Oreos, courtesy about Harry Porkold. He wants his glasses back. Um, Louis McCaffrey. <laughs> Sorry. That's Chris Bowd. <laughs> Sorry. Chris Bowd. <laughs> Did you like that yes, one? Yes, that was good. I, yep. It just came to me. 
All four people here are, are specky, but you and are, mine's are by far the nicest. You are wearing... Yours look like your, they were your dad's at some point. That's because these, these are my second glasses that I wore these oh, to the gym. Yeah. Uh, but you're just a, you're, you're a bit annoyed, the fact that Harry Potter chat, great. Yeah. And I got the reference, you know, unlike other people with swallows. <laughs> right, see you later. Uh, oh, aye. Uh, well, <laughs> good talking to you. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Good talk to you. Goodbye. Um, au revoir. Okay. Freight train, you're, you're just desperate to get up the road. I want to go. I want to go. See you later. Pleasure. Um, I've been Chris Gallagher, and we'll speak to you down the road. Yeah.